0: Average mortgage debt in the US is 220,380. Average student loan debt is 39,487. Auto loan debt is $20,987. Average credit card debt is personal loans is $17,000.64, and the total average balance of debt, $96,371. About 8 in 10 Americans have some form of consumer debt, so debt is a really important topic to talk about. This is Finance for Artists and Musicians with your friend, me, Danny Place. Before we get started, I want you to breathe and release any judgment or pressure you have on yourself because we are all learning here and trying to survive the thing called life. There is good debt and bad debt. So good debt is debt that is used to purchase assets that appreciate in value or generate income over time. Examples of good debt includes like a mortgage, purchase a home or an investment property, a business loan to start or expand a business or student loans to finance education that leads to higher paying jobs. These types of debts can help increase your net worth and financial security over time by providing opportunities for long-term growth or income generation. Now there's bad debt. On the other hand which is debt that is used to purchase items that decrease in value or do not generate income such as credit card debt used to finance discretionary purchases auto loans for cars that depreciate rapidly or personal loans for vacations or entertainment bad debt can be really harmful to your financial health and it can lead to higher interest rates late fees and damage your credit score so if you can it is typically best to avoid bad debt whenever possible and it's important to prioritize paying up any existing debt to build a solid financial foundation but if you haven't already you can actually negotiate your debt one of my girlfriends did this and was able to get her debt cut in half negotiating debt can be a pretty daunting task but it is possible to work out a settlement with your creditor and here are some steps you can take to negotiate it so you want to assess your financial situation and before you begin negotiating take a close look at your financial situation Determine how much you can realistically afford to pay and develop a plan for repayment. And if you've done your budget and your cash flow statements, then you would have a pretty good idea of what this number would be. So then you wanna contact your creditor and explain your situation. Just be open and honest and clear about your financial difficulties and your willingness to repay the debt. Ask if they're willing to work out some kind of deal or payment plans and reduce how much you owe. I've known people to have a lot of success with this. Creditors want to help you. They wanna recoup some of their money. So if you have debt that you've been running away from for like 15 years and it's gone to collections or 10 years and it's gone to collections, call and see if you can work something out because you will feel so much better when it's off your shoulders. So you want to propose a settlement if your creditor is open to negotiation. And this could either be a lump sum payment, a payment plan, or a reduced balance. Once you've reached an agreement with your creditor, make sure to get it in writing. This will protect you from any future disputes or misunderstandings. Once you agree to these terms, make sure you stick to the plan. This will show your creditor that you're committed to repaying the debt and it can help you rebuild your credit. Negotiating debt can be challenging, but honestly, you have nothing to lose by trying and asking. It gives you an opportunity to settle them and improve your financial situation. Emotionally, you'll just feel better and not having this hanging over you. So it's important to be proactive and communicate with your creditor. Once you've negotiated your debts and reduced your balances, Here are some popular methods to pay off debt. The debt avalanche method involves paying off your debts in order from the highest interest rate to the lowest interest rate. And by doing so, you will save money on interest charges in the long run as you will be paying off your most expensive debt first. The second one is the debt snowball method. So this method involves paying off your debts in order from the smallest balance to the largest balance. And by doing so, you will gain momentum and motivation as you see your debts disappearing one by one, even if they have higher interest rates. So this could be great if you're feeling very overwhelmed. There is a balance transfer method. This method involves transferring your highest interest credit card balances to a new card with a lower interest rate. And this can help you save on interest charges and pay off your debt faster. However, be aware of any balance transfer fees and make sure to pay off the transfer balance before the promotional period ends. I had a neighbor who tried this and it seems to get really messy and out of control. Pretty fast. She's been doing this for like a decade and is stuck in the cycle. So it seems that negotiating your debt and paying off as much as you can on a regular basis seems to help people get out of debt faster and get them into a stronger financial situation. So this brings us to the debt consolidation method. This method, which involves taking out a new loan with a lower interest rate to pay off your existing debts. By consolidating your debts into one loan, you will simplify your payments and potentially lower your interest rate. However, you want to be aware of any fees and make sure you compare the interest rates and in the terms of the new loan with your existing debts. If you have a lot of debts with various creditors, this could be really good for you to simplify your payments so you can stay on track more easily. And then there is the increased payment method. So this involves making extra payments towards your debts whenever possible by increasing your payments. You will pay off your debts faster, of course, and then also save on interest charges. So you can actually use the increased payment method in combination with the debt consolidation method, the debt snowball method, and the debt avalanche method. Also, you can kind of mix and match these depending upon where you are or if you like aspects of one method. And then also, of another, you can kind of combine these and make your own method and customize your approach. This is a debate that I have with my friends a lot, which is is it better to pay your debt off sooner or with the minimum payments stretched out as long as possible until you die? Here are a few reasons why it may be better to pay your debts off sooner. You will achieve financial freedom and be able to use your money for other things, such as saving for retirement and investing in your future. Also, the longer you have debt, the more interest charges you will accumulate. So by paying your debts off sooner, you will save money on interest charges over time. Your credit score is also affected by your debt. If you do have a goal of owning real estate one day, then this is really, really important. And also the peace of mind is not to be underrated. Like being debt-free can reduce so much stress and provide a better quality of life and more financial security. So while it may be tempting to stretch out debt payments until after you die, it is not a recommended strategy. Take accountability for your situation. Address your debts as soon as possible. Negotiate it and improve your financial well-being, reduce your burden on your loved ones in the future. I know being an artist doesn't allow for a lot of financial stability, especially when you're building. You can have irregular income streams, which can make it really difficult to plan and budget for the future. Instability can lead to debt. Also, if you've pursued a higher education, such as a degree in the fine arts, it can be expensive and having student loan debt can be difficult to pay off. It takes, on average, about 20 years to pay off student loan debt. However, for some, it takes over 45 years to repay student loans. I wouldn't rely on the government eliminating student debt. Just take care of it. Knock it out if you can. And of course, if you don't have an emergency savings fund, an unforeseen expense can easily get you into debt. And that combined with us building our careers and you know having side hustles that might be lower paying, this can get us in a really tricky situation overall. Artists definitely face unique challenges when it comes to managing our finances and may need to develop specialized strategies to address our debt. So here are a few other strategies that help you avoid debt and achieve financial stability. It's creating a budget, building an emergency savings, living frugally, diversifying income streams, and and seeking financial education. And if you listen to all the episodes of the Finance for Artists and Musicians podcast, then you are aware of a lot of these, and you are on a great track to improving your financial foundation. So now that you have these debt repayment strategies in your toolbox, you know how to negotiate debt. Go ahead and list out all of your debt, all your loans, everything you owe, and their interest rates and the balances and start calling the creditors, seeing if you can negotiate a lower balance or a different payment plan, and then start implementing some of these debt repayment strategies. Find the one that is most suitable to your situation and most affordable. I just encourage you to be brave and dive into this. So you have so much more to gain by just trying. So give it a chance. Give yourself a chance. Thanks for listening. We will be back next Wednesday with another episode of the Finance for Artists and Musicians podcast. And I would love to hear your stories or if you have any questions, uh, shoot me a DM. My handle is at Danny Place on all the networks. So, This content is for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. You can seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Oh, you're still here? Well, since you stuck around and it's tax season, you should know that there is a student loan interest deduction. So if you have any student loans, you may be able to deduct about 2500 of the interest you pay on the loans from your federal income taxes. This deduction is available even if you do not itemize your deduction. So it is important though to note that tax laws can be complex and subject to change. So it's a good idea to consult with an accountant or a tax professional financial advisor to understand the specific tax benefits associated with your debt. But now you know to ask. See you later.